right, this is Marmar here with The World Without Words at KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and I am joined outside of Dunk Fest here in Burlington, Vermont, by a couple of, or more than a couple, of wonderful fellows that just got done playing a fantastic set. Could you introduce yourselves, please? Uh, hi, I'm Nick Stewart. I play guitar. Uh, I'm Joe. I play bass. I'm Chris. I play guitar. I'm Steve. I play drums. And I'm Bruce. I also play guitar, and uh, we are Pray for Sound. Fantastic. All right. Pray for sound. Here we are. So uh, first off, I just want to jump right in, talk about Everything is Beautiful because it's your newest release and also because it's just so fantastic, uh, even compared to your older stuff, to be honest. But I love your older stuff, too, of course. Uh, the songs in particular on this album, I think they feel really tight, especially the drumming. Excellent stuff. Use of dynamics. It's it's all just it's great. Um, some sections I feel like are particularly kind of restrained, so that it makes the climaxes kind of punch harder when you when you get to them. Um, can you expand a little bit on on the root with the dynamics and yeah? I think that's probably a Chris question. Oh sure. Uh, probably mixing yeah. wise. Oh yeah, I guess that's fair. I mean, well, so we went into writing uh, a lot of this record uh, primarily concerned with I guess trying to. We all, we all have listened to a bunch of post-rock and played several post-rock shows, but um, it's definitely not necessarily our like immediate wheelhouse. It's not the first thing we go to. We've all been in a lot of pop bands in the past, so um, we kind of were like uh, pretty mindful of song structure going into this and, and how to kind of uh, keep a lot of that, that uh, classic, you know, dynamic range that you associate with instrumental music, but also uh, being able to uh, kind of put a, our own spin on it and do some unique things with it and especially the production side which we happen to produce and record this record entirely ourselves um, a huge part of it was uh, with the production of things like stripping things down a bunch so that you had like a very simple arrangement for a lot of the quieter parts but then by the bigger parts we were like stacking guitars in a very crazy way and, and trying to do as much as we can to really make that that contrast as huge as possible you mentioned like a pop background for a number of you is that right does that bring anything to the project in particular I'm kind of curious yeah. so for me definitely I, so I I'm kind of the post-rock guy in the band um, but these guys all kind of come from a pop background and I think uh, so the, the first album I did alone I think our later albums are much better because you know we work together and these guys bring a kind of a different dynamic to the band cool all right um, anyone else have anything to add about that I say one of the things that so Bruce started the project on his own with Monophonic, um, wrote all the songs himself, and it was the first uh, like real full post rock release that I'd ever really listened to. I wasn't super into post rock before that. One of the things that caught me about his songs was that they felt like they had a little bit of a pop sensibility. The first song, Stereophonic, it was had this melody that really drove it, and it was really like easy to follow. You know what I mean? I was never getting confused. I was just it had a very nice flow, and the whole record had a nice flow. Um, and so that almost like kind of set the bar for like this is the music we're playing this is where the music's at how can we expand on that you know what I mean so um, yeah all right kind of talking a little bit about post-rock differentiating from pop music and stuff uh, I noticed that in particular on this release uh, that the song lengths are very manageable right they're kind of like about four or five minutes I think generally and I think that there are a lot of bands out there right now that are sometimes they're ranging into the seven to ten minute long range um, what do you think about how this says something about your band in particular, the the song length, how it's shorter, it's kind of punchier or? It's that same sort of pop sensibility that we have, like also definitely affects how long we make the songs and uh, the, you know, how much time each part takes, you know, mm -hmm. it's just, uh, not not to keep talking about how we're, uh, how we're very pop oriented, but uh, the four of us play in another, a different band that's a pop band and, uh, and then even before that, 
we were playing together. These uh, Nick and Chris filled in on guitar uh, for a band that we were in, and then yeah, and then Chris joined that band that Steve and I have been in together for. Uh, God, before that, yeah, it was a long time. It, we've been <laughs> 10, playing 10 together years, for like 11 years. years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so it's just what we've done all the time and what we've been working on all the time is just like songs that are like this. And so when we got the chance to do this post-rock thing, it was like definitely how how we do it is way more like that. And that definitely influences how, how long the songs are, how long the parts are, what we consider to be this is good this is what we want you know and it just comes out like three you know four minutes three, five four, minutes five. Yeah. yeah we get so we have a couple songs that are like seven ish minutes and those are like we're like oh we're really pushing it on this one <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, yeah I think that it kind of helps with the live acts a lot too it just makes it a little more um, for people who've not heard of the genre at all or heard much of the music it's it's a lot more um, uh, easily consumed, I guess. And I think the Pelican, for example, has gone that route. They used to have these massive, like, I think March to the Sea, one of their songs is 20 minutes long. And, I mean, you, introducing someone to music through that is kind of yeah, challenging. Tough. So, yeah. Um, I got to know about some of the song names because there are some really creative ones. Uh, for example, I've seen Hell in It's White. Where does this come from? Uh, and also, how important is it to appreciating the music by having these different song names, creative ones? Yeah, I would say definitely in post-rock, song names are cool because there's, you, for the most part, no lyrics. And so it's kind of our way to be like, here's like a little hint of what we think about this song. You know, and now you do the rest, I guess. But yeah. it's like our own little flavor is the, the song names. Sure. Yeah, uh, as far as what they are exactly, you know, like all of us took little, some turns writing, right, you know, deciding song names and stuff like that. Sure, yeah. I mean, we... Um when we had kind of started finishing up the record, we only had like numbers for each of the song names because we had written them basically with numbers to kind of decide the order ahead of time uh, and also kind of decided on a theme This kind of like we were going to split the record into halves and have a light half and a dark half or reverse that in order, I guess, a dark half and a light half. Uh, and we basically like just researched a bunch of quotes about lightness and darkness and um, like different quotes about optimism versus like despair and try to apply those to each half of the thing, each half of the record basically. And I guess decide what we felt fitted best. So we had this like Google sheet of like, like 50 to 70 quotes that we basically just trimmed down to what we thought suited each song best and, and kind of selected from there. So Jeez. that sounds difficult to like have that much to be just, Oh, all right. You just do like a random number generator go like, all right, 69. That's the one that we're going to use on <laughs> this particular track. Um, my favorite. Uh, no, anyways, I noticed uh, in particular, like we're talking a little bit about, I guess, I don't know if I want to say Easter eggs, but I noticed that there was a use of uh, chimes in uh, only when it is dark enough can you see the stars. Is that right? Yeah, kind of. I mean, it sounds like chimes to me. Um, kind of reminded me of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, right? And so. Omnicord. Omnicord. Oh, nice. We like to bust out. That's that's a fun little trick that we used. It was an, it was an OM100 that I bought a few years back. It was like the same model that Jim James used. In hmm. a, um, do I have his name right? From a uh, My Morning yeah, Jacket. Morning. Yeah. So I bought that because of that, and it was cool. We we, we bust out every now and then, but uh, put a ton of reverb on it. Yeah, you can run it through pedals. That was. That's uh, probably the funnest part. It's just I don't know if you ever seen Omnicord, but it's. It's like it has a little uh, strip on it, like magnetic strip that you use your finger to create the different tones. It so it's cool, shot. yeah. And then on the yeah. left it has the different uh, buttons that you hit uh, to change the, the bass chord, and then you can add in a little drum track if you want, and it's like this whole little nice. all-in-one 
band thing from the 80s, yeah, so. That kind of makes me think of like, have you seen that thing? It's It stands up straight and you kind of move your fingers through the air in it. Oh, that's Theremin, that's, yes. that's what it is. Yeah, that thing's wild. Yeah, <laughs> is that going to be in the next PFS yeah. album? Yeah, Theremin, all right, I'm excited. All right, cool. <laughs> as far as there being a, uh, uh, like correlation between that particular sound and the name of the song, no, not uh, necessarily. Yeah. Coincidence? Yeah, pretty okay. much. But right. you know that band May? I don't know if you're, yeah, they have that a record called the Everglow, and they every time he says the word stars, there's like a behind it. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay, okay. all right. So cheesy, but <laughs> I just, I love it. A little gimmicky. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, the transitions between the tracks on this album, they bleed into each other, for sure, right? Um, so would you consider this, because you mentioned lightness and darkness, is this a concept album to you guys, or is it kind of? I'd say loosely-based concept record. Um, we didn't really have like a storyline or anything like that. Or actually, I sort of did, but I didn't want to like force it on these guys. So it, it kind of just came together and everybody kind of just made their own meanings, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, but we all had uh, buy-in on the, uh, the light versus dark kind of theme. All right, fair enough. Um, I noticed that a couple of songs, they can be split into, it feels like they were split into two. Um, the light in your eyes, anything can be they kind of they flow so well into each other but they were decided to be split into two different tracks where do you distinguish splitting them into two different tracks versus having one longer one it's more a question for you i think right not that yeah. that decision in particular was chris for oh that. yeah so i mean what you were talking about with the flow earlier too of how we transition songs into one another when we were writing this record we like did a retreat style went to a cabin actually an hour uh east of here in glover vermont northern kingdom uh and we basically wrote the record by kind of doing it like in steps so we would do the first song into the second song and we would make them attached to each other but then also every time we went to go run through things we would start from the top and basically build things that way so you know once we got like into the weeds with a certain song we'd back up and say let's run like the first song all the way through the fourth song and do them all in one transition uh so because of that we kind of like uh turned like the, f the record into halves as opposed to individual songs where we were doing different things but we didn't necessarily decide where to split them uh, and yeah, basically as we got towards the end of the production process after we had things kind of mixed in a more s solid state, we started, I guess, like going through and deciding where to chop things up. And some things were like more clear cut, like, you know, uh, obviously like you said, the first and the second song going into each other was not necessarily so defined for us. We kind of had to make a call whether that was going to be two songs or one song. But a lot of the songs we kind of, you know, worked on in pieces and then built them all as one giant half for each half of the record and ran them that way, essentially when we were writing. So. Okay. You mentioned that you recorded here in Vermont. Is the next album also going to be in a cabin in the middle of nowhere? Or? <laughs> God willing. Yeah. No, maybe. Yeah, hopefully. We did that so that we could be as loud as we want for as much of the time of the day as we want, uh, which worked out really well for us. Um, it gave it made us have a really nice time schedule, so for that reason, maybe, but... We'll, well see. It we was like also to, mix to it up. get away from everything for a week because yeah, when we true. didn't yeah. do that and we try to do it at the studio, it turns into more of like cram a bunch of stuff in the day and when we can we get together. But like this day, you know, like maybe Chris is working that, that night. I'm working this way. Yeah. We had a whole week where we had nothing to do but be out there, like maybe drink coffee in between. But like yeah, <laughs> yeah, we just focused on the record itself. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, no one worked. We just stayed up there for a whole week and busted it out as I you know fast as we could i did not finish the puzzle oh yeah that's right you did a puzzle <laughs> what kind of puzzle are we talking it's a thousand piece puzzle <laughs> yeah it was it's like a, a robin with a cardinal yeah, a cardinal yeah. excuse yeah. me it didn't have all the pieces it didn't that's it was right. like a waste Wait, once, once we realized that it was over it's a bigger lesson <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <really. laughs> um speaking of bigger lessons maybe actually 
interestingly enough, to me at least, the album kind of ends with a whimper, not so much with a bang. It's kind of a gentler ending. Why is that? We want it to be cyclical. So yeah. to go back into the intro, kind of needed to tone itself back down. Right. I yeah. Guess so is the simple answer. Yeah. yeah. The idea is that you know there's a there's an intro to the album, and then the the last song kind of ties it so that you know you can put it on repeat or whatever, and it would just connect. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're just trying to kind of bring it down. Sorry. I was just gonna say a lot of the time when we were writing the record, we sort of talked about almost the idea of the record of being kind of like a day, where it's like it's sort of dark in the beginning of the day, you know what I mean? And it gets light. Like Joe talked about that a lot, actually. Um, we made a conscious decision when we were filming videos for all of the songs at that cabin to when we were doing the dark half film when it was dark out, when we were doing the light half film when it was light out. Um, but I think Joe brought up the point that like, you know, 10th uh, song in the record, sunset sun goes down sort of like the dark kind of starts over again and then that's where the record begins again that was sort of like a loose idea that we had going and something we kept in our heads when we were talking about making the record cyclical yeah getting that freeze that guitar freeze from the end of 11 into one yeah you can hear it right there talking in numbers yeah yeah. (laughs) you don't even know the names of the songs yeah yeah yeah, no i don't either (laughs) well it's beautiful i I mean uh, thank you i'm never going to listen to the album exactly the same way now i'm going to have to think about like all right what's the story going on here and and where's the light level at right now um okay i know you're going to be entering in writing mode soon i don't want to rush the creative process of course especially following up such a great release but can we look to 2018 maybe as a yeah i would say probably now start recording in 2018 yeah right but we yeah we like uh we i I don't want to say we've been going super hard but we've like definitely been the record's still new to us like we are a year into having it been out and obviously a lot of bands will go for two or three years we're actually going to go crazy but um we're like really happy with this release we're like really proud of all the songs which is kind of a first for us we're like feel really confident behind the whole record like, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no 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 dreamer was definitely not that case well yeah i mean mm. there, there are songs we are and are not happy about there are some songs dreamer we can't play live um this record was definitely like a really cool moment for us where like everything just really clicked and everything went really well and so we're kind of like riding that wave and enjoying that while we do and i guess trying to figure out what would be the most creative and interesting way to take a next step if that makes sense next level you know, wave the next level wave, yeah, exactly, mm. the tsunami. Um, so yeah, we're, we're I guess we're just kind of taking our time and like not trying to rush into anything too hard. Um, but like writing is definitely on our mind. We've started working through things. Um, we have a lot of demos already. A lot of demos, yeah. We've been messing around with um, doing more electronic, chill-based stuff, maybe as like a side thing to mess around while we kind of get back into writing mode for a full band project. So we're just kind of like keeping our options open and trying to be creative and keep it fun and lighthearted. So that's our goal right now is just not getting too bogged down in that. Sure. All right. Great. Well, we're going to be looking forward to, of course, I'm definitely going to be supporting you all the way. So uh, more importantly than a new album, though, where do we stand on the PFS fidget spinners? Because I got to know. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm order those. That's coming with the PFS vapes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> oh jeez, of course. All right. <laughs> Finally, what is your favorite comic book superhero? Oh, good. Question. Dude, yeah. I'm Spider-Man to the core. I was, I good, man. Good, Spider-Man. Good, Spider-Man. good man. Spider-Man is my guy. All right. Uh, a couple Spideys. I was always a bit huge Wolverine fan. Uh, I, yeah. Like from like day 1 as soon as I saw X-Men, specifically. I was like, "Oh my god." Like, who is that guy? <laughs> I could be that guy. <laughs> so, yeah, I love that. I love, I think is that why great. you have the facial hair now? For sure. Of course. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. I do the sideburns as soon as I could. Good man. Yeah. <laughs> and over here? Uh, I think Batman for me. So, Bruce Wayne, 
Hey. You know, yeah, uh, he's kind of like a normal dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, also, I got well, the choice of uh, the Hulk too, Bruce Banner. Oh uh, yeah. Ah. <laughs> Lucky guy. <laughs> All right. I have a Batman. For yeah, mine was Robin. That's funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Robin was just like he was the underdog, but he still yeah. kicked ass. You know? Kicked he, ass. He didn't even yeah. tell him what to do. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you guys so very much for doing this. You had an amazing live set. Can't wait to see you. Can you come back yeah. to the West Coast sometime? We yeah, we we're to. hoping to oh, get out God. there. Maybe that in 2018. Convince these guys. <laughs> Please do. Hey, you can play live on the radio program Wednesday nights. Hey. All right. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much. Again, this is Mar Mar here with World Without Words. I've been talking to Pray for Sound. See you guys soon, yeah? Thank you. Sure. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Mar Mar.